Welcome to Thriving After Lockdown, brought to you by Fortify in partnership with SAFA, the Armed Forces Charity. We're here to support the Forces family, both children and adults, with their mental and emotional well-being. Welcome to the SAFA Thriving After Lockdown project. I'm Tom and I'm joined today by Joe. I'm a SAFA ambassador and Joe is a children's counsellor and family support worker. We're here to help you understand more about your mental health, what stress can do to you and how to engage your parents or carers or another adult to talk about how you're feeling. But first, let's hear from other young people your age about things that are worrying them. My biggest probably worry about growing up is um, not actually when I grow up to like 18, not actually having a house and like nowhere to live and just living on the streets. But really daunted because I've always relied on mum and dad to do, to help me. So, um, yeah, no, it's daunting at the moment, especially going to uni and if we have another lockdown or it's the same situation, um, it's going to be hard to like adjust to a new life in a way. Well, because we picked our GCSE subjects this year, we didn't get the full like learning experience of all of them. For example, Spanish. I only did one year of Spanish and two years of French. And it took me two years to fully enjoy French and I didn't get that for Spanish. So I don't know whether the choice I made for my GCSE was the right one. And I'm just hoping it was because I'm not 100% sure because I didn't get the same experience for both. Um, and I guess um, there's just the, just the COVID in general, I suppose, is the worry because I take public transport to school. And since um, the mask rule has come off um, for other schools, my, my school has kept it on, but other schools, um, cases have been rising. And it's quite stressful because um, like on public transport, people don't wear masks and you get a bit nervous because it's surrounding you, basically. So, Joe, I work with adults to help them understand what mental health is. But sometimes the term can be confusing. So why is mental health so important? So mental health can affect the way that we think, feel and behave. And obviously with lives that we live today, that affects every single part of our, our life, whether that's at school, sixth form college, whether that's at home, whether that's being with our family or our friends, is that our mental health can affect the way that we we are with other people, the way that we interact with other people, and even sometimes, you know, wanting to get up and go out sometimes. You know, the things that we've been going through recently with uh, lockdown, etc., uh, being separated from our friends, these can be really stressful things, can't they? But is it true that stress can be actually quite useful and helpful sometimes? can so actually believe it or not stress is is a good thing it can help us but obviously as you can imagine too much stress and it just gets too much and it's it's just too overwhelming but stress can help us there's this fight flight or freeze and and with our stress with that stress that we feel if we can can kind of pitch it right and look after ourselves you know we can work towards deadlines and we can work in a way of looking after ourselves and doing what needs to be done. And that might be with regards to academic work as well. So why can stress make us act so differently sometimes? Um, it can really affect our emotions, can't it? And, and it can be so powerful. The feeling can be so powerful within us. Yeah, so 
the thing is with stress and, and with that overwhelming sense of, of maybe anxiousness, nervousness, is that actually it can create this like physiological feelings where we might feel sick, we might have headaches, we might feel as if we're having, we can't breathe properly and maybe have a panic attack. So it can really kind of overwhelm us. And, and sometimes it can actually, we can physically feel those sensations. So Joe, one of the metaphors I've heard about stress um, is a stress bucket or a stress container. And what it says is that we've all got this container within us um, that, that can absorb stress, if you want. And so stress flows all day, every day. It's just part of life, isn't it? And it flows into us and it fills up this container that we have, this stress container. Now, hopefully, uh, what we have is a little tap on the bottom and that lets stress flow back out again. Uh, and we have things that are called coping strategies. Good coping strategies are things like talking to our friends and exercise and learning new things. And negative coping strategies are things like bottling it up and not talking and perhaps you know having outbursts and things. Um, now, we know, though, that unless that tap is open and stress is being allowed to flow out, it will overflow. It can only take so much. There's only so much capacity and it will overflow. And that's called emotional snapping, isn't it? And, and what do we see with people when they become overloaded, when their stress overflows? What is emotional snapping? So I think that stress container, that stress bucket is just absolutely brilliant. Um, certainly for our young people that are watching or, or listening to this, is for them to even do that, like that actual exercise, Tom. I think that it wouldn't hurt if they was to actually imagine that that bucket that container and to actually write down what is in their their container what is it and then it's realizing that the way that you you you're unable to cope with that that emotional like snapping for, for our young people that could be um procrastination where they've got so much schoolwork or college or, or um sixth form work that needs to be completed but they just keep doing everything but what needs to be completed and it's also about maybe their eating habits. It might be kind of about their, their screen time, maybe too much screen time, maybe watching too much TV. So there's loads of, of, of signs that could be when they're not necessarily coping with that, that stress in that container. And thinking about stress, these stresses then that are coming in every day and filling up that container, what sort of stresses do you think that... Um, young people in this age group um, could be feeling? What, what stresses would they have? What worries can they have? I think there could be loads, Tom. I think that, you know, there's, for, for these particular young people that are watching and listening to this, you know, they have got a parent or parents that are in the, the armed forces that no matter how proud they are of that particular parent or carer, knowing that their, their family life is going to be a bit different um, compared to other other families. And it's about maybe moving. It might also be about different schools, new friends, you know, getting into to a club and actually feeling settled and then maybe having to move. Um, that's why I think the um, cadet forces is brilliant because you've got that opportunity to, to transfer. But there could be just so much. And then we've got the pandemic as well. Um, as well as just the norms of, of family and, and bickering and arguments. So um, there's a lot that could be in their, in their stress container, that's for sure. So, Joe, um, 
being uh, a child or a young adult in the service family can be quite hard anyway in some respects because every couple of years you might have to change schools you know if your parents get posted elsewhere that might be somewhere else in the country maybe a different country even so sometimes your education can be disrupted um, but over the last year it's been really unusual isn't it that schools have even been closed and people have missed you know lots of schooling and they may be worried about that mightn't they that they've lost too much or they've got a lot to catch up with think that it's totally you know we can justify the reason why they might be feeling like that because it is massive but it's also realizing that you know as, as parents and carers they're not going to necessarily be able to fully understand because it's it was never like that when they were your age as a young person so it is having this sense of you know doing as, as much as you can doing the best that you can with regards to changing schools or even your endotopic tests or exams. But it's realising that, you know, providing you're making that effort and providing that you're trying, it's about you learning to believe in yourself and, and for you to realise that you are doing the best that you can do and that you are good enough, you are enough. And that's about that importance of that, that self-esteem and that self-belief. And some of the young people listening or watching this may have experienced moves over the last year or two, um, and they can be quite disruptive, can't they? Um, why can they be so hard sometimes? It's all about change, isn't it? And we're, you know, human beings, and, and as human beings, we do not like change. Um, some people can embrace it easier than other people, and, and that's great, good on them. But for us personally, you know, having to adapt and having to change might just be too hard sometimes but it's actually instead of being angry at ourselves with that maybe we just have to give ourselves a little bit of, of self-compassion and understanding that that's okay that's okay to, to feel like that and that can be quite hard can't it um you know even for adults so you know what can um young people this age group do um, or to, to, to be able to tell their parents about how they're feeling and perhaps if they're struggling with poor mental health? So if, if, if somebody that's watching or listening to this is, is struggling in, emotionally, it's really important that you almost monitor what you're feeling and how you're feeling because ideally what I'd be wanting you to do is to have this conversation with a, a trusted adult. And for you, when you do have that conversation, is to be able to say to them that this is how I'm feeling. This is when I'm feeling it. Um, this is how it affects me. You know, I, I'm struggling to stay um, connected with my schoolwork because actually I just fear failure so much. So it's about monitoring how you're feeling. And then when you are with that trusted adult and you are explaining how you're feeling, then it's making sure that you let them know kind of in what ways is this affecting your life? Is it making you behind at school? Is it making you um, not want to go out and speak to your friends or, or see family members? And it's just realising that no matter how they may react, that they do want the best interest. They do want you to, you know, they've got your, your best interests at heart. It's just that they may not necessarily be expecting to be told that you're not necessarily the happiest at the moment. So the way they react might be a bit of a stumble, they might struggle with that, but it's just reminding yourself that they really have got your best interests at heart. Yeah, always, absolutely. And, you know, um, 
if you do feel overwhelmed and a bit panicky and a bit anxious about what's going on or the way uh, things are happening in your life at the moment, what are some of the things that you could do for yourself to help yourself feel a little bit more calm um, and perhaps um, cope a little bit better? So it's just some breathing techniques or um, visualising or grounding exercise, and you can check them out on the internet. So one of my favourite ones is um, finger tracing, where it's literally just allowing your, your kind of your forefinger being able to trace around your hand. Sometimes when we're feeling really panicky and might even have a panic attack or just feel really overwhelmed, is that this is quite a good exercise where we're able to actually focus on our breath. And that would be breathing in and out. And as you're following your finger up, it's breathing in and breathing out. And it just allows you to take your focus away from, from whatever's going on onto the sensation of your hand. Um, another one of my favourites is, is kind of square breathing, where it's literally, no matter where you are, there are shapes around you, such as squares or even a rectangle will do. Um, but that could be the door frame, the window frame. If you're in lesson, it could be one of the display boards. And again, it's about your breathing. So it's taking a breath in as your eye line follows that, that kind of that square. And the corner is a breath, of a, like a pause before you take that out breath. So it's breathing in, pause at the corner, out breath. If you're doing the, the, the shape of a rectangle, then make sure that that out breath is that longest part of the, of the rectangle shape line. Another exercise that I really like is, is grounding exercises. So there's one exercise, which is the five, four, three, two, one. And it's just asking yourself, you know, if you're to look around you, what are the five things that you can see that you're drawn to? Four things that you can hear, three things that you can touch. So that might be the weight of your, your, your feet in your shoes. It might be the touch of your kind of the, the heavy coat that you might be wearing. It might be um, your weight in the chair. And then it's two things that you can smell, which is tricky. And then there's um, one thing that you can taste. And it's just about the importance of your breath in a sense of allowing yourself to just calm down and feel a sense of calm in that moment, finding calm within the chaos sometimes. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, and, and you know, and it can be kind of, it can be very overwhelming. We can have a lot of anxieties at the moment. You know, there's lots of things going on, lots of change. And I think, you know, even for me, I get worried sometimes, get anxious about things. And I think, you know, exercises like that are just so helpful to really sort of, you know, calm yourself down and um, help you to see a little bit more clearer and think about a little bit more clearer about the things that are going on around you. So thank you very much for sharing those with us, Joe. You're welcome. Thanks, Tom. You've been listening to Thriving After Lockdown, helping you with your mental and emotional well-being. For more information on SAFA and other organisations that can help you and your family, visit safa.org.uk forward slash chatter.